0: So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
1: The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2 and streaming on NFL Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL Plus. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more.
0: Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. Or call 562 314 4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: QAnon is now the most prolific online conspiracy theory of the 21st century. None of their predictions came true, Q has vanished, and the storm never came. But QAnon is still alive. I'm Jake Hanrahan. And this is Series 2 of Q Clearance, a podcast shedding light on the ongoing QAnon conspiracy theory. This is a production of d'etat Media and iHeartRadio. Today we'll be taking a look inside the fairly recent QAnon conference, a $500-a-ticket gathering for the QAnon True Believers in Dallas, Texas. This took place over the weekend of May 29th, so Memorial Weekend if you're an American. The conference's official name was awkwardly the Forgotten Country Patriot Roundup. It hosted some major QAnon bigwigs, including the following people. Louis Gohmert, a Republican attorney and former judge serving as the U.S. representative for Texas's first congressional district. Alan West, a retired U.S. Army lieutenant colonel, politician, and former member of the U.S. Congress. And of course, Mike Flynn, a retired U.S. Army lieutenant general and a former national security advisor to Donald Trump. He lasted just 22 days in that role before he was forced to resign after he lied about his potential ties to Russia. He was later given a pardon by Donald Trump himself. Now, we've mentioned him before, but Flynn has been one of the most prominent big noises pledging unconditional allegiance to Trump and QAnon. At this stage, I'm starting to think, for him at least, it's not even a grift. I think he's genuinely lost the plot a little bit. Anyway, as you can see from the three people I just mentioned, QAnon is very much still alive and well, even within the realm of semi-influential people, even if they are disgraced in the mainstream. Now, it does sound kind of funny, but this QAnon conference was taken very seriously by all participants, as you can probably imagine. True to their authoritarian QAnon ideals, several journalists were kicked out of the event, including reporters from Vice and The Daily Beast. One journalist who did manage to infiltrate the QAnon conference was Steven Monicelli, He's a freelance reporter and researcher covering extremism, particularly in the US. He's going to give us the bizarre inside scoop of what went down at the so-called The Forgotten Country Patriot Roundup, a.k.a. QAnon Conference 2021. So there was this thing recently, right? This this Q. QAnon conference, conference, whatever it was called, you went to it. Um, may, maybe just explain first, like what was it? What was the point of this thing? It was <laughs>
3: right. uh, hosted and organized by uh, a husband and wife team. They go by QAnon John and Q Queen Amy. And uh, in the run-up to this, they tried to explicitly deny the nature of the event and its relationship to. Uh, the Q and QAnon movement. Uh, there's some good local coverage here in a paper that I write for occasionally called the Dallas Observer, where they detailed this. Uh, and of course, that's absurd given uh, not only you know the blatant handles that the organizers use in Telegram, but also the featuring of uh, things like the acronym that stands for "Where We Go One, We Go All," which is something that was cribbed from. A movie called The Squall, and it's really only something that people who are deep in this movement would recognize or understand or use.
2: Yes, you did hear that right. A couple calling themselves QAnon John and Q Queen Amy, using the tag Where We Go One, We Go All, set up this QAnon conference and at first tried to say, No, it's not a QAnon conference, I swear to God. They invited all the top QAnon bigwigs. Of course, as we know, because our man was on the inside, it very much was a QAnon conference. Don't get that confused. Listen on.
3: To any sort of baseline observer that had a little bit of knowledge about what this movement is uh it was it was blatantly a QAnon conference regardless of what they called it
2: right and uh they were trying to stop like QAnon researchers or like anti qanon researchers i guess um going i know several journalists were escorted out you managed to get in right how did you uh, how did you do that
3: right so uh this happened in my own backyard basically i'm based here in dallas and i, I hadn't really initially planned on going uh it wasn't something that I thought uh, it was necessary for me to attend, but uh, I saw that Travis View, uh, one of the hosts of the Q Anonymous podcast, had posted an email where he had been explicitly rejected uh, based on his coverage. And you know, they basically said, you're not nice enough to people here, so we're going to refund your ticket. Uh, so when I saw that, I thought to myself, oh, okay, well, uh, this should be interesting. I might as well go. Uh, initially, I tried to go the transparent route. I had pitched to a publication that's national here that I write for pretty regularly. And they said, okay, well, why don't you try to get a press pass? Um, I foolishly tried to do that. Of course, they rejected it within an hour. Uh, they just looked at who I was affiliated with and decided that, you know, nope, sorry, we're all full. Of course, that was a lie.
2: So here you see the QAnons, the people that apparently love unfettered freedom and absolute free speech, decided that they didn't want journalists that were unkind to them in their conference. They even pretended that there weren't enough tickets. So Stephen did what he could. He basically had to go underground to the QAnon conference.
3: Uh, They were still selling tickets for the general admission. And so I asked them, hey, you know, can I buy a ticket and will you let me in? And they basically said, nope, that's not going to happen. Uh, better luck next time. So uh, a local source ended up buying a ticket on my behalf. So none of my information would be linked to the ticket purchase. And they picked it up for me. So I you know, wouldn't have to show my ID in the event that I had to. And then they just passed it along. And um, I went inside. I just kind of dressed the part. I shaved my beard and I gave myself a pretty basic white person pseudonym and, uh, you know, had a little bit of a backstory so that if anybody asked me who I was or what I did, that I'd be able to chat my way through it. And uh, I had enough baseline knowledge of, you know, the speakers and some of the sayings of the movement to be able to, to blend in and, you know, uh, kind of respond whenever people chatted with me while mostly trying to just kick it back to them to better understand why they were there and, you know, what they were thinking. Um
2: so you were there on the cover, you got to see it. Um tell us what what did you actually see at this what was, you know, very clearly a QAnon conference.
3: I would describe the overall atmosphere as not unlike going to a really sort of fervent fire and brimstone church, but uh, I guess, you know, maybe the pastor would be someone like Tucker Carlson uh so that was just the general tone and tenor of the event a lot of people were you know getting really amped up about the speakers there were dozens of them over the course of the three days where they had speakers uh and, and that was the bulk of the event right you know just people sitting in a room listening to speakers uh so a lot of that was captured on live streams and that's accessible to folks that weren't there uh but a lot of the really interesting and uh i think importantly contextual stuff happened around those events that were not live streamed. So there was an auction, for example, where they're saying it was going to uh, some veterans charities, which a bit ironic at an event where they were openly promoting a military coup mm. where people were spending thousands of dollars on really kitschy memorabilia. That was either QAnon themed or uh revolutionary war themed where they were, you know, sort of lionizing these folks like Flynn and Sidney Powell uh, by featuring them in these, like you know, call them like photoshopped portraits of revolutionary era war paintings and portraits where they would, you know, put their faces over like George Washington and describe them as these fighters that are fighting the, you know, early battles and shooting the first shots in this revolutionary war. Uh, So that atmosphere was, you know, kind of like a party. They were all really into it. Uh, Someone spent $6,500 on a shoddily made quilt that had a big Q on it.
2: Nearly seven grand spent on a QAnon quilt, a blanket, a Q blanket, nearly seven grand. This is the sort of thing that was going on at the QAnon conference in terms of the raffles, the money making, and frankly, if I may say, the grift.
1: Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call.
4: Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot.
2: Stephen was listening in and talking to people, genuinely trying to find out what is going on within the QAnon world right now.
3: So sat down across a young man at lunch who he described, you know, he was there because he's a believer that there's some sort of uh, international communist cabal or new world order that's pulling all the strings. And if only we didn't have that, then we could be colonizing the moon and Mars and, you know, we wouldn't have any war Uh, You know, he he would speculate that once there's this awakening and unmasking of these, you know, big hidden conspiracies that then uh, we would have this period of tumultuousness and chaos, which often sometimes people describe as the storm that would lead to, you know, this sort of new brave world. Other folks were talking about, um, you know, how they think. Christians should have total control over the government and they need to take it back. Uh, You know, there's a lot of casual racism and uh, oftentimes transphobia and other things like that, which, uh, you know, are not unique to an event like this, but, you know, they help us understand the the mindsets of some of the folks that were there. And if I had to just kind of sum up all the threads, there's many of them, but it's just kind of a a mix of, you know, uh, things that were. Rooted in satanic panic, you know, this fear of a Luciferian, satanic, pedophile cabal. Uh, these, these you know, ideas of a hidden communist government or a new world globalist order. Uh, there's, you know, fear of uh, some sort of national or international, quote unquote, deep state. Uh, you know, people reacting very positively to jokes about hanging democratic politicians or, um, you know, the open reference to an embrace of the idea of a military coup. Uh, not everybody that I spoke with would suddenly start espousing all of these views or even, you know, uh, even one of them. You know, people were drawn to this for a number of reasons, and a lot of them seemed very kind and normal when you would just kind of chit-chat with them. But the more you maybe go down the road of why are you here or who are you responding to – uh, the more it became clear that there's a set of foundational beliefs underlying this movement that, you know, uh, as I mentioned, I don't think they're necessarily new, but they're novelly composed in this in this way where uh, it attracts, you know, a lot of different people who ultimately seem like they're uh, attracted to this because – they're afraid of either social change or losing their you know, social position. Uh, they think maybe you know their values or culture is being lost or dying or being forced out of existence. Uh, and so as a result, these, these narratives are really appealing to them because they give some explanation of uh, who is doing this or who are causing these perceived problems as opposed to any sort of systemic critique.
2: Now, what Stephen is saying here I think is quite important. It's giving you a small glimpse into the world of QAnon and why they believe what they believe in. Yes, I've said it before, it's very easy to laugh and sneer at them. What they believe in is frankly absolutely ridiculous. However, there is a reason so many of these people are falling into the grasp of QAnon Even now, after all of the predictions failed and Q completely vanished. Take this conference for example, hundreds of people paying $500 a ticket to talk to each other about why this secret satanic cabal of politicians is soon going to be smited by a military coup and Trump will come back, blah, blah, blah. This is why I think the information Steven got whilst talking candidly to the QAnon people is very interesting. It shows that when times change, some people simply cannot let go. Surprise, that's nothing new, we all knew this. But in the internet age, in the time of constant updates, very short attention spans and unrelenting conspiracy theories, the people that just cannot let the old times go, cannot look at themselves, cannot self-criticise, seem to be falling in love with QAnon. I think that says a lot. It says it cannot be us that's wrong. It's got to be everyone else. But instead of saying everyone else, they're also saying it's got to be one of the most insane, intricate, satanic, evil conspiracy theories you've ever heard of. You get the idea.
3: Anyway, Stephen continues. Ah, uh, plenty of people uh, on stage would say things like, "Oh, it doesn't necessarily matter who Q was or is." What it did was it awakened me. It opened my eyes. It uh, taught me to how ha- how to do my own research. Um, and so for the 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 really, true believer types, whether they're true believers or grifters, I don't know if it matters. They would, uh, you know, basically say that it's irrelevant that these things maybe didn't happen or that it's irrelevant that we you know, don't know who Q is. What matters is uh, that they've created this movement and that they are continuing to fight for, uh, you know, things like the return of the real president, uh, which, you know, they mean Donald Trump, um, the difficulty really though is it is it is it is a horizontal movement so there's no singular ideology yeah. there's no singular narrative um we had everything from you know people discussing how q opened their eyes to you know the this idea of Uh, the deep state to someone discussing how, you know, UFO technology is, is being suppressed. Knowledge about UFO technology is being suppressed. There was the common, you know, mentions of things like adrenochrome uh, or gosh, chlorine dioxide, you know, all these things that have been debunked and don't really have any roots in reality. And yet they uh, persist. So the, the fact that, you know, Q has fallen into the background. You know that their sort of leader figure has disappeared. It hasn't stopped some of the momentum, and I think it's it's led to these figures like Flynn and Sidney Powell and others to become the de facto leaders of the movement. People would describe Flynn as the general. Uh, or, you know, Sidney Powell is the attorney general. Uh, they, they are lionized as these uh, revolutionary leaders. Uh, Q is gone, but their influence remains, and the baton has been passed to uh, these, these other leaders, while these other, you know, sort of adherents and promoters continue to find ways to, to keep the narrative going, regardless of how many ways these threads have frayed.
2: Yeah, definitely, man. Um, in terms of Mike Flynn, um, he was giving some kind of talk, right? What was this guy going on about?
3: Uh, he, he, uh, at one point, you know, the most viral clip that's come out of this is he responded to a question about uh, why can't what happened in Myanmar happen here? And he answered in a way that suggested he thinks it should happen. And the crowd a military hit. coup, basically. Correct. Correct. A military coup based on these notions of a fraudulent election, which is basically what happened in Myanmar. I'm not saying that the election was fraudulent, but that's yeah. you know the narrative that fueled this military coup. Uh, but yeah, he he seemed to embrace some of that. He was peddling you know the the typical ideas uh, that there there is some force that is fighting against them. And that uh, if, you know, they stick to the plan, basically, you know, they'll keep moving forward.
2: You heard that right. Mike Flynn, a retired U.S. Army Lieutenant General, who was the 25th U.S. National Security Advisor for Donald Trump, did not say, no, we shouldn't have an armed military coup in the U.S., this is what he actually said when again someone said should we have a military-backed coup in the states like they had in myanmar recently trump won he
0: won
3: he won he won the popular vote He won the popular vote and he won the electoral college vote.
2: And people think QAnon is no longer a threat. Now, Mike Flynn later walked all of that back on social media saying, no, I I don't think there should be a coup. But there in the fever pitch of the QAnon conference, hundreds of people there, they all paid a lot of money to get in, and they see this guy that they call the general. And he says... Trump won, he won fair and square When someone asks him if there should be A US military coup It hardly screams Let's remain peaceful Q Clearance is brought to you by iHeartRadio and Coup Data Media I'm Jake Hanrahan You can find me online at Jake underscore Hanrahan That's H-A-N R-A-H-A-N You can get Q Clearance merch at darkwash.net This episode was produced by myself with fact-checking and additional research by Sarah Hightower The music is by Sam Black and the sound was mixed by Thomas Griffin at Splicing Block
0: No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
1: The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release. Presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.
4: Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support. With free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
3: This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise.